What up, people of Earth? Schmanhead Head Crack. After Hours Podcast, episode 8? I think that's where we are with this one. Episode 8. Yeah, and this one is the Psychic Wayne episode. Now, for anybody who listens to the morning show I'm on, it's called the Ricky Smiley Morning Show, right? It's a syndicated radio show. It comes on like 70 plus cities, and you know, we talk about a lot of things pop culture, news, hip hop, sports, uh, religion, politics, a little bit of everything, right? But one of the guests who is actually my favorite is a guy who goes by the name of Psychic Wayne. Now, a lot of times when people hear about psychics, they think it's something like money grab and, you know, people just like doing overgeneralizations of things that are kind of obvious. Like, you will come into money on Friday. Yeah, of course, assholes payday. No, some people are actually blessed with a gift from God, of all people, to be able to tap into certain parts of their brain and certain abilities that the typical person isn't always in tune with. And after knowing this guy for very many years and just knowing the, you know, the content of his character and you know what's inside his heart, I feel like Psychic Wayne is one of those people who legitly has that gift. So I sat down with him and talked to him about, you know, when he realized he had that gift and a bunch of other things, man. So buckle your seatbelts. Let's jump on the road. Let's ride. Hey, Crack After Hours Podcast, Episode 8. Right. Psychic Wayne. <laughs> um, here's the amazing thing about people's abilities. Okay. It's a polarizing thing when people encounter things that they don't understand. Like, I run into people all the time and talk about... Oh, psychics, people who have telekinetic abilities, people who know how to astral project. Oh, that's all the devil's work. And <laughs> which is shocking to me because I feel like I feel like a lot of times we're capable uh, as people of doing amazing things. And there are actually forces at play that don't want us to tap into these things mm -hmm. because if society all leveled up at the same time, we couldn't be controlled as easily. That's absolutely ding, ding, ding. That's the right answer. And that's what has been done for thousands of years from the when the Romans forced Christianity uh, on everybody. Right. So they was like, look, you can get your answers from God and from, you know, from the stars and the moon. Yeah, you can. But you know what? We want you to come to church and get your answers so you can bring us the money. So right. all of these thousands of years later, it still has that kind of stigma to it. And, that, and what's so interesting about that, Wayne, is the fact that. Religion, politics, and even sports teams are three of the most, you know, divisive things that we have going on in society right now. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if you ain't rooting for the right political party, there's people who will unfollow you on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Or if you don't worship the same God or believe the same things that other people believe in or the same rule book that they're reading from, there's certain people who won't talk to you no more. <laughs> if you live in Texas and you're not a Cowboys fan... You, you, your lawn might be on fire the next day. Like, right, <laughs> like right, it's, right. Ve it's very divisive. And, and let me choose my words carefully here. Like, you know, when you say about religion, I feel like a lot of times the Bible and religion as overall, mm -hmm. and, 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 and I'm speaking from the standpoint, like, I do believe in God. Yes, yeah, so I do. I. Yeah, like these abilities and these ideas, these thoughts, everything that's around right. us come from a higher source. But at the end of the day, just imagine if there was no rule book for people to live by, <laughs> then you, you could just do whatever you want, like while out, like I could stab that person across the hall with no repercussions. <laughs> so you put things in place to kind of tame people and keep them in check. And I feel like a lot of times that's what a lot of these religious, you know, you know, overall things were, you know, put in place for. That's exactly what it was. And look, here's my thing. If you're Christian, you love the Lord, that's great. That's wonderful, mm -hmm. you know, but 
I don't think that if you, you're Christian and you love the Lord and you, you put other people down because they believe differently than you, that's not Christian-like to me. Right. You know, and that's one of the things that, like, you know, first kind of started repelling me away from, like, you know, traditional church overall mm-hmm. in the beginning. You know, and I found my way back. You know, I started going to, like, a Methodist church for a little bit because okay. they uh, they definitely can get you in and out in under an hour, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> um, right. But, you know, your relationship with God is your relationship with God. Like, yes. all the answers aren't always in a book. You know, I've learned more because I have a hard time paying attention <laughs> in in any environment where someone's just sitting there talking for a long time. Right. I have a hard time focusing in. <laughs> and like, and then my mind starts to wonder. And then, well, not wonder, but wander. Right. And that's where I feel like the real magic happens sometimes. Because like, have you ever just sat back and just thought, bro, we are actually sitting here. Yeah. Having this conversation, speaking into a microphone as recording our voices and able to play these things back. How is any of this possible? amazing then then you get, get into this weird space in your head and you just start to like you know just think of all these crazy mystical things and that's where the real contact starts to happen and you start to really see things so going back to you in your early life mm-hmm. um you're, you're from atlanta originally right at what point did you realize that your brain operated differently than other people and you could see things that other people couldn't see well, well, here's the thing about that. And I don't know that my brain operates differently. Uh, I hear a lot of people that do what I do. They tell these stories about somebody died and then or they got sick and then all of a sudden they were able to see things. With me, I think that everybody is born with intuition and gifts or whatever. But I did notice I was maybe second or third grade. I used to have dreams and they would be whatever I dreamt would be the opposite okay. of what happened. It was weird. To this very day, it still happens. So I love to have bad dreams. Weird. I don't know. Bad dreams are dope because when you wake up, you're like, oh, thank God, that was a dream. Well, yeah. Because, I, yo, there be some real catastrophic things sometimes <laughs> happening in my dreams, and I'll wake up terrified. Well, and yeah. then, like, oh, my God, thank God that was a dream. It's all symbolic. You know, I see books on dreams. Oh, if you dream of a snake, that's evil. That's not really true because snakes actually uh, represent wisdom. It's the thing from the Adam and Eve that makes them bad guys. Mm-hmm. And if you notice the little cross for the medical society, it's a snake on it or two snakes or something. That's because snakes, they represent wisdom before the Bible. You Got know? you. So, yeah. And the crazy thing is like when you like, you know, try to break down and analyze, you know, some of those stories in the Bible, you know, and we can go so many places with this conversation. <laughs> like, so just imagine like, you know, with no science in place to break things down you know, to people who don't understand, like, yo, something came from the sky. <laughs> Were those things that came from the sky angels in the actual sense, like with wings? Right. Or were these people aliens in the right. humanoid form? Because you would have to imagine that, you know, and like, I mean, oh, the rabbit hole goes so deep. I mean, okay, so <laughs> let's loop back around. Let's loop back around. So, so your third grade, you're having these dreams. The opposite of the dreams would be the things that would come true. Right. And so when did you realize that, okay, there's something to this? Maybe after it kept happening. And in that first dream was I, I dreamt that I got a, an F or zero on a spelling test. And then like two days later, I got a hundred on it. So as I got older, I just became curious about different things. And um, a family member gave me a deck of the cards. 
I was maybe about fifth grade then. And you know, my mom is Southern Baptist, so she was like, hey, we can't be doing this around here. Mm-hmm. So I would use them in my room and, and that kind of thing. So it was just always intriguing to me. And at 19, <clears throat> I had my natal chart done. I didn't know anything about astrology at the point. And the guy told me, well, you're gonna, you're, you will be good at doing what I do. I was in college at the time. I was like, no, I'm gonna be a reporter, an anchor man. So all these years later, I am doing what he told me I was going to do. And now that I understand astrology, I see in my chart what he saw. Wow. Yeah. Now, when you look at things from an astrological sense, because I know I got a couple buddies who live and die by the whole astronomy thing. Like, yo, if I'm a Capricorn, (laughs) I could kick it to a Pisces a certain way Mm -hmm. and it's going down. (laughs) Break that science down and why that's a thing. And is it really a thing or is it even is it even really a thing? Well, that's people like to oversimplify because not every Capricorn is going to get along with every Pisces that they meet. And I just grab Pisces out there. I don't but know. No, no, I'm, I'm just okay. that's for example of that. Uh-huh. People don't understand in real astrology, we encompass all the signs and all of the planets at the moment that you were born because that's how it works. So with you, I think your son is in Sagittarius, but you have you have a planet in Leo, which is part of what's going on with you now. You have a planet. Uh, you have a planet in Libra. So all of that encompasses who you are at the moment you were born, you know. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole thing about Pisces and Capricorn or whatever—that's just too simple. It's more complex than that. Got you. In general, now, yeah, we we could look at that. But if we want to be clear and specific, we have to encompass it all. Got you. So when you get this deck of cards, is it a deck of tarot cards or yes. is it okay? And how do you analyze what each card has meaning? Well, she told me what they meant. Okay. I never read the book about them. And, you know, well, when she told me what they meant, this card means this, this card means this. And, you know, when I lay them out, I lay them out in a, in a place where, okay, this means the past, the present, the future, whatever. And so eventually, as I, the more I did it, the more it just kind of look at it and it'll just tell me a story, you know? Mm-hmm. So it just kind of worked that way and it grew now the person who gave you that deck of cards were they also psychic intuitive as well they were into it it was a friend of my mother's okay <laughs> so did, was she a, a active uh you know psychic uh, tarot I guess, cards you know i was a kid um but yeah when i would go to her house she had them so i was like oh you know i would like to play with them and that's why she eventually gave me a deck of them not knowing that She's opening my destiny. <laughs> Word. Now, some of the obvious things that people throw out there when, you know, they know that someone's a psychic. Well, if you're a psychic, how come you don't know the, the lotto numbers? And how come you ain't rich? Or how right. come, you know, you you couldn't predict 9-11 and tell people what was going to happen? Right. I, I have nothing to say about that. that. That, again, is how people oversimplify stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. What I do, honestly, predicting the future is kind of the... Uh, what's, word i want to choose here it's the least useful part of a reading honestly understanding what has happened what's going on now and how you can create what you want to happen is the most valuable thing okay so you know people telling me why don't you win the lottery or give me the lottery numbers i'm like i I can't give you the lottery numbers. i wouldn't give them to you anyway if i had i would go do it myself but you know what if i do a reading for you they're going to tell me if you're going to win a lottery or is that a possibility for you so it just kind of, it reads, that's what it is. It reads your life. It doesn't grant you your wish. It doesn't bring to you whatever, whatever it is you want. It's just to see what's going on now and what's probably going to happen. Okay. So 
in addition to all the things you do, like what other jobs did you hold before you kind of took this whole thing on full time? <laughs> hey, I'm a college graduate. I worked in corporate America. I worked for um, Sprint before the sales one. It was long distance. I was a national rep. It was a, it was the worst period of my life. And I was like, this can't be what, what my calling is. It cannot be. And I moved to California and it just, and I live, my roommate was a producer. Mm-hmm. So he would have all of these, you know, celebrities coming to, to, to the studio and do this. And he would say, oh, go to this guy and get the reading. And it just kind of went from there with the, the celebrity thing. Mm-hmm. And I still remember my first celebrity <laughs> reading. It was with, it was a, a musical group uh, in the 80s. And it was one girl and two guys. And I did a reading for her and she was, she was very, very happy about it. And I told her, I gave her some news that just probably wasn't the best. Like the person she was with or the person she wanted to be with, it wasn't going to happen. Can you tell us who that was? I don't want to do that. But I, I, I the, the I'm just trying thing. to piece it together. So in the 80s, <laughs> one girl, two dudes. Yeah. Not Climax, right? No. Climax. They were all women. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. cool. So I'm not going to, but anyway, she was having an affair with this big popular person who was married. And maybe about six months later, I saw in the newspaper or the magazine or whatever it was that he was divorcing his wife because he was caught having a relationship. They didn't name her, but I knew who she was. Got you. Wow. So um, she tried to get in touch with me a couple of times. I was really busy, so I, I really don't know what happened to her. But I did, maybe about a year or two ago, I saw something where her and the group are they are trying to get back together or something like that. So it'll be interesting. I'm going to do my Googles really strong and try to figure out who this person, who, who this group was. I can't think of a, a one-woman, two-guy group from the 80s. You, uh, throw me off. At first, I was thinking you was talking about City High, but that's like late 90s, no, 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 early 2000s. So it's definitely not City High, but we'll get there. Um, so that's kind of like a breakthrough. So once these things that you're predicted for people start coming into fruition, mm-hmm. I know that has to give you an exhilarating feeling of, okay, I'm onto something. Or like, okay... I'm, my, my abilities are a little bit stronger than maybe I thought. I don't know that I think that way because, you know, throughout my life, I would do stuff for me and it would happen or ask stuff, stuff for me and it would, you know, mm-hmm. it would happen or I, I would figure out how to make it happen. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> so at what point do you decide that, okay, I could use my gifts to help other people mm-hmm. and also keep a roof over my head at the same time versus I'm just going to use this for myself. <laughs> well that's that's that wouldn't be good to just use it for myself that's not what it's about part of my my purpose in life this time and it's in my chart is to be of service to others in, in the way that i am see and that's but, what puts god back into it because like and i'd be having conversations with people all the time who just don't understand it and can't wrap their brain around it like yo how is this of the devil when someone is using the information and their abilities to actually help other people. Even in the Bible says, hey, if I give you a gift, if you don't use it, you're, you know, you're going against me. It's weird how people like to use the Bible (laughs) when it's convenient for whatever argument they're trying to make at the time. Come on, yeah. I mean, the the slave masters use it to oppress us and put us in slavery. Indeed. Um, The KKK use it to keep us separate. They don't think about that. All they know is, oh, the, the Bible said, you know, I can't, I can't do that. And what they really don't know is that the Bible is based on astrology. Really? The seven days of the week were named after the seven planets, the seven classic planets. Monday, the moon. Tuesday, Mercury. 
no, Tuesday, Mars. Wednesday, uh, Mercury. Thursday, Jupiter. Friday, Venus. Saturday, Saturn. And Sunday, the suns. You know, yeah, all of that is based on the, the, the Bible. They have all of that in the Bible. See, I had no idea that those were, like, those days the of the week were based off of that. Yes. Like, classic Greek mythology, I'd imagine. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. So, in your field, you mm -hmm. got a lot of people who who do this for real. Right. Then you got some people who kind of take a little bit more of a circus approach. Mm -hmm. Generalization as it relates to people's information. Right. Where is that line drawn with you? And how do you feel about those people? Because, like, you know, there were other people who, you know, um, you know particularly on the morning show that we dealt with that were numerologists mm -hmm. who, when we would have them on, like, you know, I could see the carnival trick mm -hmm. behind what they were doing. Because it would be such blanket things that they would say. It would be like, hmm, that's pretty general there. Versus, <laughs> but what really won you, won me over, you know, one time you told me something that was just so specific that, and it, was not, it wasn't even information that I volunteered to you. Mm -hmm. And it was like really specific and you like hit it square on the head. Okay. So from that moment on, and I remember where I was sitting when it happened. I was sitting at a pizza place <laughs> in Chicago. I think it was like 2004 or right. something like that. Yeah. And at that moment, I'm like, you know what? Psyche Wayne is the real deal. Whatever he says is, uh, is yeah, this, this ain't no <laughs> carnival trick here. So what do you say about those people who, who kind of like are predatory in, in their usage, usage of the skill? Well, you know, there's nothing anybody can do about that. In, in every industry, there are going to be people that quote unquote carnival tricks or predators or take advantage of people. You know, it's no different. You got people that do that in the church, you know, the, the, the lawyers, the, the politicians, you know, so I am held accountable for, for my own karma because I believe what, what I put out is going to come back to me. So, you know, and they say, Oh, sometimes you're wrong. You're never wrong. Hey, I'm human. I'm supposed to be wrong sometime. Not wrong often, but you know, yeah. I, I am. And so I take that as, you know, Part of my part of my reason for being here, part of me doing what I do, you know, is for my soul to evolve to help people in their journey in this lifetime. Gotcha. So yeah, there's carnival tricks everywhere. Now, everywhere. if you was to overall like you know like in basketball and football, right? You know, uh -huh. you get a card from a person, right? Like you know they'll have their stats, right? As it relates to accuracy, what would you put your stat your, your accuracy percentage at? I don't have one, and I and I do that purposely. Because I see these ads where people say, oh, I'm 99% accurate. Those are stats that Jesus or somebody may have. I, I'm not equating myself with, <laughs> with a saint or, or some kind of God or whatever. I'm a human. I'm good at what I do. Mm -hmm. you know? And I do have a, a high turnover rate of, of prediction and that kind of thing. But I don't, I don't play with that percentage thing. And the, and the crazy <laughs> thing about you know, predicting the future and outcome for people, sometimes getting that information almost could be dangerous, right? Because at the end of the day, you are responsible for your outcome. You are. And you know, that, that brings me to an interesting point. A lot of people, um, they think if you go to reading, it's going to talk about you dying or whatever. I don't, that's not what I do. I don't talk about that. That's handled by somebody else. But some people will read upon that. And I think it's un unethical that, oh my God, you might die. I mean, there's sometimes we can do a reading and it gives you a warning. Oh, you know, be careful speeding. You might get a ticket. But it's never talking about you dying. Right. You know, I don't know where I was going with this. Uh, we were talking about, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see, we, we started on the, the fact that, um, 
about the accuracy. That's the what accuracy, yeah. So, and so what if, you know, like I know this one guy, he specializes in telling people when you're going to die, how you're going to die. And unfortunately, this was about seven, eight years ago, he told this guy that this month and date, you're going to die. And two weeks before, the guy committed suicide. So, you know, that kind of stuff is... It's dangerous information to have. You know, like I would rather... That was the point. I would dangerous rather just rock out, live my life the way I'm supposed to live yes. it. And when it happens, it happens. Because like that, just imagine the level of stress... Right. Knowing that this dude said I'm going to die in <laughs> summer of 2022. Like, all right. I don't want to know when I'm going to die, let alone run around here telling other people. I mean, right. we all got a number. That's just this life. But, you know, no, that's not what we, we're here to, to. That's not what I'm here to talk to you about. It's about using your time while you're here, making decisions that's going to create the life that you want. That's what it's all about. And I think. Do you remember when um, y'all were only in Dallas and yeah. I first started coming on and Ricky asked me about going syndicated? Yep. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, it's going to be big. No, you predicted the syndication. You predicted the TV show stuff. Right. Which at the time you made these predictions, it seemed like, wow, that's a long shot. <laughs> because, you know, there was a lot of changes happening with the show. I was even considering leaving. Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. we didn't, you know... It seemed like a stretch, but who knew? But <laughs> but you you hit it on the head, man. And like not only did we get like super syndicated to like just more than one market, but you know like like multiple TV shows have spawned out of this situation, and you saw right. it all in the cards. Right. You know, even when I was going through like this custody situation with my son, you saw me getting them. Which at the time, you know, typically men don't get to keep their sons. Right. You know, and, and you saw that I was going to get mine. Um. Shoot, the only thing that you was slightly off on is that like my third kid was going to be a girl. And, and it was crazy. And I, I, I visualized it, uh-huh. too, up until like two weeks before I had him. You know, like you uh-huh. know, my last child. I saw, as clear as day, I, wow. vivid, I vividly saw a boy's face who was a little bit darker than my middle kid. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, and then like from that moment on, I was like, yo, nah, it's not going to be a girl. It's like, you know, and then... We had a gender reveal party, uh-huh, and, and was it, the cake was blue. And I'm like, "Oh snap!" <laughs> like, so you were saying at the beginning of this that yeah, a lot of people do have a level of uh, you know psychic ability. Like everybody like has these you know these yes. ability, and they they sit dormantly in your brain. And we can get conspiracy with it if you want. I mean, like, uh, do you believe in the whole fluoride thing, calcifying the pineal gland, making it harder to do certain things? I do. I do. I'm not big on conspiracy theories. There are certain things that I definitely believe in. Like, I don't believe that George Bush did 911. I mean, that's extreme. But what you're talking about, yeah. I don't particularly believe that George Bush was directly involved in 911, 911, but I do feel that, you know, because like the president is like the Wendy's mascot. <laughs> like Wendy is on the fry box, but she can't run up in there and be like, "That's what I want to do." Right? Look at me, I'm on there. Like you know, you're like a figurehead. So you may be the president, but there are people behind you, like you know, and like there's like a sh- there's shadow governments that push things to go. You know, like when you talk about who really runs things, mm-hmm. like on a global, it's the world banks. That's true. You know, the world banks are the ones who really push the buttons. And when you look at a lot of people who, you know, like I talk about all the time about this, like, you know, Omar Gaddafi, Omar Gaddafi, like the way he got taken out. Yes. And granted, he had some weird, quirky ways. But what he also used to do is go to the U.N. and tell everybody about themselves. Right. And he's like, hey, I'm about to break off for more, you guys. Uh, we got enough oil and gas over here to where uh, we're kind of <laughs> self-sufficient over here in Libya. And we're going to start our own economy. Right. They executed him in the street like he was a gang member. 
Oh yeah, and that's and, and that's not supposed to happen to a a, a a ruler of a country, right? And we empowered him to uh, we empowered the rebels to take him down and do it. And like you know, America, we're really good for going into a place, kicking the ant pile, mm-hmm. falling back, and just let the chaos happen. And then we swoop back in and try to do the cleanup. Right? And it's dirty. It's it, so it dirty. is. And see, that brings me to another point. Um, the whole thing about everything and everybody has a natal chart in, in the United States natal chart. Mm-hmm. The sun is in cancer. What, what does that mean? Cancer is nurturing. Cancer is the mother. Cancer is the, the protector. And guess what we are? We are the protector or the police of the world. So, okay. So this is good. So while we're talking about this, because, you know, uh, people talk about places like Rome and, um, you know, in great civilizations, you mm-hmm. know, like as great as you are, there has to be a point where you hit your pinnacle and then you fall down mm-hmm. in the cards. Do you have your cards with you? I do. In the cards. What do you see for America over the next 10 years? Well, I've done the natal charts and I'll tell you this. I am rather concerned just just not to be too astrological about it um pluto mm-hmm. when the united states was born pluto is in second house the second house is money okay now it takes pluto 200 years to go all the way through the zodiac to come back to that point it's going to come back to that point in 2020 i think there's going to be a big big bust in this economy really yes i do so with that being said before you know you shuffle it well, well as we shuffle you know, a lot of people are on this cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, things like that. With the economy busting, does that put it more in a better position for people to put their money into other things that are non-traditional, uh, you know, economy? Let's see. Well, you know, let me just say this, that we're now in the age of Aquarius, which is it rules high tech. You know, so that's why we can talk to each other and see each other on the phone. And, and this just really, really evolved in the, well, it, 2012 is when we kind of went into that area. You remember when the, the whole thing, they thought the world was going to end? Yeah. Uh, it was uh, December 20th, 21st or something like that, uh, 2012, because the Mayan calendar ended. Yeah. Because we shifted into the new age, which was Aquarius. And to that, I was telling people, like, hey, man, like. Your hand gonna get tired at some point. You're gonna get tired of writing dates down. Like they, <laughs> they had to stop somewhere, right? Right. Exactly. It's like, yo, we just did a thousand years worth of calendar dates, man. Can we stop, please? <laughs> Let's see. Ooh, boy. Yeah, that's a lot of red on those cards. Well, is red, red fi- is not bad. Is that fire? It's, that one's fire. That's what we, we're experiencing now. We're struggling to to make peace and to bring everybody together. Well, yeah, in the next 10 years, things are definitely going to be <laughs> really difficult. But some of, some of us are still going to be standing financially. Um, I don't think it's going to be as bad as, as, as I initially thought, but it's definitely going to be a, a we're going to be living in a totally different world. And today, and I try not to talk too astrological because it, it can be a little com- conflicting. So in the 12 signs mm-hmm. today, Saturn, moving Saturn entered into Capricorn. Capricorn rules dictatorship. Look at the president we have. Oh, totally. And it's going to be there for two years. So I think that, and also the North Korean guy. So I think that that's going to become a little bit more popular um, among the way. But I'm hopeful for this place. And also another thing that that worries me about Saturn going into Capricorn and living in California is that Capricorn rules earthquakes. 
and oh. Saturn rules Capricorn. And I don't like to start, you know, mass hysteria and that yeah. kind of thing. But, uh, but even when you mind, look at the timetable, you know, California is a little overdue, you know, because it seems like y'all get hit with something. Because how long does it take a whole age to... Uh, it's 2,500 years for an age. Oh, 2,500 years? Yeah, we were, the, we were in the age of Pisces all this time because Pisces is Jesus. Baptism, fish, you, oh. know, you know, all that stuff they talk about, fishermen and all uh -huh. that. We were in the age of Pisces because Jesus was not a Capricorn. And people go, oh, you believe in Jesus? Yeah, Jesus was a real man. That's historically documented. My thing is, is that over these thousands and thousands of years, they've taken his teachings and turned it into whatever they wanted it to be. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, I was watching a documentary um, and it was just talking about, you know, the story of Jesus overall that they kind of recycle it in the story of, you know, like, you know, initially started with the story of uh, Horace. Yes. And. Horace was the original story of Jesus, and Jesus was just the last version of the telling <laughs> of the story of Horace. And they both had similar outcomes, right? But we're rocking with the story of Jesus because that was the last one that was told. That was told. Not saying that Jesus never existed. I mean, because like when you look at it, we're all the son of God, sons right. and daughters of God, and we were all given the abilities. And like it, just, it's about how you want to cast your light. You right. know, are you casting bright light? Or are you casting dark light <laughs> when you move, you know? And there's certain people who walk into a room, their vibrational energy is so high that you just know that like, yo, this person is of a is is of a different of a of a different cloth than right. others. And then some people, you know, just get beat down, downtrodden, so but their light is dim, you know? And yeah. I just want to <laughs> see more people vibrate at that higher light, because you know, then you're really using God's power and God's ability. Right. And that's going to start with having some kind of understanding. It's okay that you've been taught a certain thing all, all of your life. But at what point do you say to yourself, hey, I want to I see what that's about? I mean, the whole thing about Jesus is that um, historians and they use, what do they call it? Empirical science or whatever. They use all of that to, to kind of see what he looked like. He wasn't white with At all. blue eyes. Even geographically, it doesn't make sense for him right. to be white with blue eyes. <laughs> In the Middle East, yeah. You know, but whatever makes you feel safe, right. you know? And, I, and, and my thing is, I don't like people to think that I'm, you know, telling them that they're wrong. That's that's not what I do. And I think it's fine if that's your the God that you worship, but don't be telling me that, you know, I'm wrong for doing what I'm doing. And I feel like, you know, I've done enough research and enough reading where I'm enlightened. I, I mean, I understand how things are, you gotcha. know, but if you don't know or understand you haven't done your research, you can't be telling me I'm wrong for what I do because you don't know what you're talking about. So, boom. Um, <laughs> they try to drag me away in a little bit, but we okay. try to hit a couple corners before we go. Okay. Um, beyond, you know, the abilities of uh, having psychic, you know, like psychic intuity to be able to read the cards and tell, mm -hmm. where are you, have you ever heard of astral projection? Yes. Where are you at with that? I don't, I don't do it. I don't do a lot of meditation and chakras. I need, I think that it'll probably be valuable for me because what I do, I mean, I have my own problems and issues that I deal with. And then I have the world bringing me theirs to my feet too. So meditation and, and astral projection, all of that stuff would do me some good. I did work with a teacher, you know, this was years ago, was before I left Atlanta, that used to do it and she used to go and talk to abraham lincoln when she would astral project really yes and 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 when i say really it's not even from a place of doubt because i know that's possible oh yeah it is and and i'd and be trying to explain it to people but people are so close-minded that they don't even understand how amazing astral because like i'm still in a space in my life where i do it but it's always on accident so I've been trying, I've been training myself mm -hmm. over the last like three months to try to get better 
as as good as these people who can do it when they want. Okay. And I had a strong run going last month Mm -hmm. where I can get to the vibrative state right before you're about to project. Yeah. One night I punked out. Because I felt like I did, because I did it when I wanted to. Okay. And I punked. I was like, I'm not ready. And then the second time, I was about to, I got out of my head because I was like laying on my side as opposed to flat, like they say you should be right. doing when you do it. But you know, I tell people, and I and I try to break it down as simple as they can because like you know, people watch movies like Insidious and they just think that's what astral projection is and it's <laughs> yes. not and like and when you look at people and when you like listen to lectures from people they're like yeah there, there are actually dark places you can go when you project but you kind of create the experience that you want to create mm-hmm. like uh you know even similar to remote viewing uh are you up i don't what? know what that is remote viewing is another form of astral projection and what they do in remote viewing is um sometimes people will set targets for you to go extract information from Mm-hmm. So just to see how strong your abilities are, I'll put an envelope at this latitude and longitude, retrieve that information for me, and let's see how correct you are. There have been people who have like read serial numbers off of satellites. There have been people who wow. have like you know gotten like information off the envelopes, envelopes off the tops of buildings. There have actually even been people who have been able to go where sitting presidents were. But the ill part is... The government, and I know this sounds crazy to people who are just not aware of, <laughs> it, it's really a real thing, I swear. Uh, I believe it. But there, there are even, um, you know, people that the government train to astral project at all time to keep people who are getting better at astral projecting from just running up on oh, people yeah. in locations. Oh, yeah. There are, there are people who are in charge of <laughs> making sure you don't go to certain parts of the moon. For astral projection? As far as astral projection goes. There's some people who have actually that. gone to the moon and seen what's there, but because more and more people are becoming aware mm-hmm. of this ability and tapping into it better, stronger, uh-huh. and more frequently, they are putting people in place to keep, you know, unwanted, you know, individuals out. And that it's so interesting to me. So, and that's just the top layer. Just imagine if more people not only mastered that ability mastered the ability to be psychically intuitive, mastered kinetic energy, faith healing, which right. is the thing. My grandmother told me a story, and hopefully people listening to this podcast will get to hear it, because like, I interviewed my grandmother for like three hours. Uh, and she told me a story to. about a time where um, when she was young, her sister was sitting on her lap, and, or, or on her father's lap, and her father fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Her sister fell into the pot, like onto the top of the, the uh, pot, buddy, pot belly coal stove that they had, and it burnt her face really bad to the point where, like, you know, the skin was sticking to the, the stove. Oh. So they took her to a lady who had um, the ability to talk the fire out of people, which that was the first time I ever heard that. I've never heard of that. And then, like, three months later, I looked it up. And apparently, this has been a thing for years, but it's degenerating because, like, you know, people aren't doing it as actively, but it's a form of faith healing. And like, everybody can't do it. It's like, it's totally like, what are those things? Like, you know, the, you know, if, if your grandmother could do it, maybe the daughter of the, right. Of, it's carried of, of down, your next but you child. have no, no it kinda, of That ability kind of leaps to generation, but it's a form of faith healing. So like, just imagine how many generations it takes for people to forget things. Right. Maybe two, maybe three. 
if it's not widely talked about exactly. and discussed, you know? And, it, and it's just crazy, man. And I, and I just want to see, like, you know, before I, before I check out of Earth, I would just like to see people be able to use more of their brain and their abilities than they did when I was born. Right. And, and, use, the, and use these abilities to make Earth a doper place. That would be great. But wait, what happened with the talking the fire out of your... She healed in three days. No, no scarring whatsoever. I'm going to have to research that. Uh, and, and it's not like, you know, like she, you know, cast a spell. Or, and, and I don't even know what goes into talking the fire out of somebody. You can actually look it up online. Like there's people who can explain it a little bit more. But she talked the fire out of her. Put some sort of, uh, you know, like, you know, topical thing on there. Mm -hmm. But in addition, you know, but like that was just an additive in addition to using whatever ability she had. And she healed up. And I remember seeing my grandmother's sister which i guess would be my great uh, grand aunt or something great aunt yeah great aunt yeah and yeah like you know when i was younger and yeah she didn't look like she was burnt up at all because like based off how my grandmother described it she should have been disfigured for life because just imagine how hot those pot belly stoves and then it stuck yeah you know so she should have been yeah. you know like disfigured for life on the strength of that so it's it's a thing, and, it's, and 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 the more I read and the more I research, there's like a lot of things that we should be able to do that we just have to get right back. We have to get back in tune to. We have so many distractions. Oh well, well not only that. I mean, we've been taught that that kind of stuff is not. We can't we can't do that because it's it's not of God, and that's what another thing that I have kind of an issue with, and I think that part of the stigma to this is that uh, when the slaves came over here. They came over here with, you know, their their original religion, which is voodoo and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But some of the black people now, they want no parts of that. They they think it's all demonic. They think it's the devil. But that is because the white man told them, look, you can't be doing this stuff around here because that's the devil. This is who you worship. You worship Jesus. And so all of these hundreds of years later, I guess, um, black people run away from their original kind of what we what what we were born in or what's in our spirit, our souls, our bloodline, they're afraid of it. Yeah. And it's just the way that they pray. It's no different than that. I mean, you know, it's got people in the church praying for other people's downfall. They always think that the voodoo is black magic and you're going to put a curse on somebody. It's the way that you pray, but people pray for the same stuff. Yeah. And, and with that being said, and it was crazy because I was just watching a thing about the origins of voodoo the other day. And it was mm -hmm. like, yo, it's not this negative connotation that, right. you know, like the mainstream media has put on people. And when you want to look at it overall, the people who picked us up and enslaved us right. believed in this. <laughs> we believed in this other thing and we didn't want no problems with nobody. <laughs> which one is good and which one is bad when you look at it in the long run? You right. know what I mean? Since you already, you're already here, you can't, you can't go back. You know? So you're going to have to do whatever, whatever they're telling you to do. There it is. Wayne. We're going to have to do this a couple times. I'm good with before it. Before the year is out. Okay. Um, your energy is always dope. Always liked how you roll. I appreciate um, that. If people want to find you, learn more about what you do, mm -hmm. where can they go? Sure. Hit me up at my site at psychicwayne1.com. That's psychicwayne1.com. Or you can call me, 888-929-6307. If that's too hard for you, just remember, 888-WAYNE07. Also follow me on Facebook, Psychic Wayne. Get your daily horoscope. And follow me on Instagram, at psychicwayne1. Psychic Wayne, thank you so much for coming through. Hey, crack you. after hours. Out.
Yeah.